Hey lady, I'm Jamie and this is the Everyday Queen podcast. Have you ever had the feeling that you are destined for so much more from your life? Like you know you're here to do epic things and really make a difference, but there's something inside you that holds you back and keeps you playing in your comfort zone. If this sounds familiar, I want you to know you are totally in the right place. I created this podcast to share the stories of women just like you. Women who have faced the trials and tribulations of life, overcome their limiting beliefs, and are now bringing their vision boards to life. In between these epic interviews, I will share with you my own ponderings and stories, coupled with actionable tips and tricks on how you can shift your doubt into pure, inspired action towards your dreams. Are you ready? Let's do it. Welcome back to the Queen Panel Series, where nothing is off limits. We discuss your real issues in life, love, and business. It's everything you never knew you needed in a podcast series. The perfect combination of inspiration, education, and entertainment. And of course, I'm here with my beautiful panel, Beck from Virtual Vibrance, and Samantha from The Business Collective. How are we this morning, ladies? Feeling good. Good ready to go. We've got a really exciting, I feel like all of our topics are exciting, but today um, we are talking about, we're calling it boundaries and benefits. And essentially it is all about making your own rules in business. If anyone is a massive Sex in the City fan, like I am, you will know that in the second movie, it's pretty much all based around Big and Kerry making their own rules in marriage. And we were talking about this um, over the phone the other day about how we all essentially started businesses to be able to make our own rules in life. And obviously this sort of feeds into having boundaries and sort of just going with the flow and making things work for you. So I really want to call on Samantha to kick this one off today um, and talk about how she has set her own rules and her own boundaries around her business. Because obviously when you're working from home, it is so, so important to obviously have those really concrete boundaries in place because anyone else who has side businesses or full-time businesses or home-based businesses, you know how easy it is to get sort of wrapped up in just working on your business all the time. And obviously that is no good for us, which also so happens to feed into our next episode, which will be all about self-care and how we look after ourselves as women in business. But Samantha, can you share with us your, because you have really, you've got like really good strict boundaries. Um, And yeah, I just love the way that you've decided what works for you and you're like really strict about keeping that in place. Yeah, totally. So I think, um, you know, like, like a lot of people, one of my motivations uh, to have a business and being able to continue working from home is so that I could be a basically a stay-at-home dog mum. That was definitely a big, big factor for me as I I wanted to be able to to hang out with the little one all the time. But, yeah, boundaries are are super important and I think that it's something that we have to sort of learn and adapt over the years. Um, I know previously I've had people um who would sort of message me about business at like 7 30 on a Friday night and it would be about something that's just so not time sensitive 
And it would really, really irritate me that I would have to switch into work mode in almost a way that sort of like violated my personal space. Um, and so I learned quite young, um, to be able to like mute conversations and things like that so that I just wasn't interrupted by stuff that just didn't, that just wasn't important, you know, like anyone else. I think if something's really important, really time sensitive, of course, there has been those times where it's been nine o'clock at night and I've been on my laptop in the kitchen quickly trying to resolve an issue. That's, that's different. Um, but being able to put those boundaries in place, so that not necessarily that you're working, you know, your nine to five, but whatever your working hours are um, and trying to, to stick into that. And one of the biggest reasons I think around that is definitely mental health, um, not having that stress, not having that anxiety all the time. Um, and I actually read something yesterday um, which is from the, the highly scientific journal of Facebook, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, but it said, take notice of your breathing when you open an email. 80% of people stop breathing when they open emails. And it did just get me thinking because I know that, like, emails is another thing that I turned off quite quickly. Um, I still have everything on my phone, and I think it's still – kind of goes through every four hours or something and will come up with, um, you know, your little one or two or however many emails you've got. Um, but it's having that choice of like, all right, well, I'm, I see there's a few emails. I'm going to actively go in and see what they are and just, you know, make sure the sky isn't falling, but not having that notifications on again. So that constantly you're just, being disrupted and alerted to things that just aren't important and don't matter. And I think it's important for everyone um, to sort of set their own boundaries as well. I know another story I was telling is that I was asked by somebody else not to send emails outside of hours. And I've always been a really, really big emailist. So if it's not important and it's on my mind at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night, I will either email myself so I don't forget or I will email the question to the person in which I need to ask. And they said to me, like, could you not do that because we're getting them out of hours and then that's stressing me out. And then I had a chat to them about their own boundaries because I was kind of like, well, I mean, an email other than sending a letter in the post has to be one of the least obtrusive ways to actually contact someone. So you need to set your own boundaries and turn your notifications off so that you aren't getting those alerts outside of hours. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's a balance of boundaries and kind of finding out what works for you. Um, I know in terms of the way that I sort of structure my day as well, like you guys know, I don't take any meetings or appointments or anything before 10 o'clock. Um, I know that seems probably like super late, um, but, you know, I really like to take my time in the morning. Um, I don't set an alarm. I usually kind of get up around that 7.30 mark, which really works for me. You know, walk the dog, have a cup of coffee or three, um, scroll through my phone, check my emails, do all that sort of stuff before I truly have to engage. And I find that that works a lot better for my productivity as well. I find that, you know, I'm well switched on by that sort of time in the morning. So rather spending that first hour at my desk sort of fluffing around and trying to pull myself together, I'm already ready to go. I'm kind of firing all cylinders and, and that's just what works for me. Yeah, I love that. And I want to just backtrack quickly and talk about like the alerts on the phone 
and the email sending, because I really have so much to say to this. Like when I first um, launched my business and I joined a network marketing company, the notifications were a really big one for me. And because obviously, you know, when you're in network marketing, you are encouraged to have a lot of conversations. So there is a lot of things going on at once and it's all on social media. So it's all on your phone, which means it's really difficult to escape from it. And in the beginning, because I was so excited and so like ramped up and, you know, network marketing is super fun when you first start, it is easy to sort of fall into the whole like, oh my God, a notification, I've got to go and reply straight away. And I know Sam, you actually questioned me on it. Um, this was so long ago <laughs> when we came to Adelaide and I just remember you saying like, oh, you really are on your phone a lot. And I, I kind of was like, yeah, actually I am. And I never really thought of it as an issue until I noticed that it wasn't just when I was on my own sitting in front of TV or when I decided I was sitting down to do work. It was whenever a notification popped up, I felt like I had to get straight on and reply. So I very quickly learned to turn my notifications off because it also got to the stage where exactly like that quote that you um found on Facebook, I literally would see like an Instagram little, the symbol pop up and go, like, what is that? Who is that? What have they said? And you sort of go into this turmoil and you haven't even read the message. Like you don't even know what it is. It's probably just me tagging you in a dog meme. Exactly. Exactly. But all of a sudden I'm like in this anxious spiral because another notification has popped up. So I learned very quickly that notifications was a huge, huge, huge one to turn off because there really is on social media, no such thing as an emergency. If someone desperately needs you or something is desperately going wrong they'll call you (laughs) so don't turn your phone on flight mode but turn off your notifications that is so important and the email thing I also found really interesting because that is something I've been triggered by before I worked for a business here on the Sunshine Coast and they had really terrible boundaries they also expected a lot of their managers Um, and because I was essentially running their business I was getting bombarded at all times of day and night from them. I'm talking text messages at 10 p.m., emails at 3 a.m., I kid you not. And it was making me feel really triggered. But like you said, Sam, you've sort of got to take control of that and look at your own boundaries because obviously, especially when you're working for people like that, they're not going to change. You can say to someone, hey, like, I think that's really inappropriate, which I did, but it would, they were kind of like, well, this is just how we do things. This is how we've always done it. So in that case, it was up to me to set my boundaries and say, well, that's how you do it, but I will only respond during these hours. And very quickly, my email notifications also got turned off. <laughs> I also had another boss who interestingly found that he was getting bombarded so much with emails through the day that it was just time wasting. So he set an, uh, 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 like set in his calendar two times out of the day where he blocked. Um, and Beck, I think you posted about this also on, on your face, uh, your Instagram the other day, he actually set two slots through the day where he would allocate 20 minutes to looking at his emails. And so whenever you sent him an email, he literally would have an auto reply back saying as part of my new time management regime, I only check emails between this time and this time. If this is something that is really urgent and requires my immediate attention, please call me. Here's my mobile number. 
And like, obviously that worked really well for him because I think he still does it to this day. So it's all those things, like it's good for us to sit and, and kind of say like, this is how I feel and this is what I want. But it is also, like you said, Sam, up to you to set your own boundaries. Yeah. And I think that that's interesting. Um, I don't know who else does that. It's like Mark Manson or someone else, because I've actually read that somewhere, somewhere before. And it's something that I've done. I've turned my email pop-up notifications off on my laptop because I was noticing the same thing. I would be halfway through a task, an email would pop up. I would jump in and action it straight away. And then that would take me away from whatever I was working on at the time. And, you know, it is only a few minutes here, a few minutes there, but If you think, you know, okay, well, it's going to take me five minutes to settle back into that task. Well, then doing a 30 second email has actually taken five and a half minutes um, away from your productivity for the day. So turning those email notifications off, I found really helpful. Um, I would still get, again, the little thing on top of my emails down the bottom. But it wouldn't, A, grab my attention as much. And B, I just, I couldn't see what it was. Um, So therefore it just wasn't, it wasn't causing me to just jump in and do it straight away. It was just kind of like, oh yeah, there's something sitting there. I'll I'll circle back to it. So I think if you can remove those sorts of temptations um, as well. Um, But something else, I guess I'm curious. And, you know, Beck, um, I want to hear about your boundaries, but mostly so I don't forget. I would like to also suggest some ideas for when boundaries are not being adhered to. So it's all well and good for us to set our own personal boundaries and turn off this notification, turn off that notification. But what advice do we have for people who might be in the situation where their boss is like constantly calling them out of hours, things like that? Because we know that you can't block your boss. Oh, you can, but, you know, what are you going to do? Block, block them between 5 p.m. and 9 a.m. So that's something, um, you know, I'd like to kind of discuss as well is what happens when you try to set boundaries, but really other people are challenging beyond your control. Yeah, that's a tough one because, well, like I said, I, I have been in that situation. And although when I raised it, I was met with a lot of pushback, Um, we did then also have the opportunity to have a discussion around it. Because see, what I see the most, and I don't know about you girls, is that people have boundaries, but they're either not voicing them or people aren't adhering to them. But then all they're doing is internalizing it and never having any further conversations with the people who aren't respecting their boundaries. So what I found was, like I said, I got a bit of pushback when I did bring up that it was an issue for me but it then allowed us to have a deeper discussion and we came to sort of a mutual agreement where, okay, text messages and phone calls were not really needed outside of hours. However, we agreed that emails were okay and potentially the occasional WhatsApp message if necessary. And so that was kind of, there was a negotiation there, obviously sometimes, especially when it's your boss, like you can just... (sighs) At the end of the day, if your boss is the one who won't respect your boundaries and then also won't negotiate with you, there's nothing you can do short of leave your job. Like you can't, you can't have full control over other people. So you've got to either open the conversation to have that negotiation or 
you start looking at something else, which is actually where I ended up. Yeah. And I think that's really important too, just like that reminder that you can only control what you can control. Yeah. Um, and I know the the person in question who was, you know, messaging me late at night about just asinine crap. Um, I did end up raising it with him and almost in more of a joking manner, like kind of that, you know, haha, you're doing my head in sort of way. Because <laughs> um, that was obviously the relationship we had. And the conversation wasn't overly serious, but it did stop. So like it was enough, even though I went from like a gentle, joking, soft sort of approach to the situation, um, it did actually have a, a positive impact. And I think that that's the thing too, you know, if you can, if you can, I mean, it really just depends on your boss, I suppose. If you can approach it in a respectful, maybe a bit more lighter sort of matter um, and that's going to have an impact, that's great. Um, or if you have the relationship to be like, this is literally impacting my mental health because I'm never able to switch off. And just a reminder too, to any bosses out there who might be listening, who may be guilty of this shit, massive corporations existed long before mobile phones. So just take a reality check as to what you actually classify as urgent and, you know, consumers as well. If you're messaging a company at 11 o'clock on a Friday night on Facebook and they don't get back to you until Monday morning, that's okay. Yeah. You know, that that's okay. You're not going to die if your complaint about your top from Boho, Boohoo, whatever, isn't replied to until the next business day. So I think everyone kind of needs to take a wee bit of a chill pill. And this sense of urgency just needs to end because nothing is actually that urgent. Unless you're a doctor and someone's literally dying, nothing is that urgent. Um, and I, I really kind of want to stress that through to everyone from the people who are questioning whether they have the rights to set their boundaries to the bosses questioning whether, you know, their messages are that urgent to the consumers wondering if their complaints are that urgent. Everyone just needs to take a step back and fucking chill. Yeah, I agree. Slow down. And I really want Beck to chime in on this because I know um, in your experience back in the travel industry, you have had a really hard time actually setting boundaries because you have been in a situation where you've got a client who's stuck overseas and Australia is, you know, it's the middle of the night and the only person they've got and the benefit of booking through you as a travel, travel agent, sorry, is your direct contact so can you talk us through that and how how that looked for you and whether you were able to ever sort of set any boundaries around that so yes I have been contacted at one o'clock in the morning uh, when a client was stuck in Paris because the trains had stopped um, due to track work or something and they had no idea what to do so Usually what happens, and it, I did with this client as well, I say to them, look, you've got my direct number. Don't call me at midnight. I, I'm not going to be in a state to be able to help you. That's what our 24-7 assist team is there for. So in the company that I worked for, we had an assist team that worked, that they had somebody on 24-7 and they had access to all of our systems and actually they had better systems for the 24-7 because I wouldn't have known what to do. I'm like, there's nothing I can do other than Google, which you could be doing right now. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so I just said to them, look, 
call our 24-7 assist team because you book directly with me. You can call the um, priority line and they were able to get them sorted. But um, I don't know, I think in our, like this day and age, we're so used to having everything instantly that when we don't get it instantly, we're frustrated or annoyed or just, oh, obviously they're too busy to deal with me sort of mentality. Um, which is a really big problem, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Like, as Sam said, like corporations existed way before mobile phones and the internet. So, why do we need to have everything instantly? But it's just how technology has progressed and made things possible that everyone expects it. So, um, yeah, setting the boundaries within my travel career was I had my emails on my phone and I would respond on my days off and um actually and that was not something that the company expected of you they were always telling you turn your notifications off you're on your day off be on your day off they always promoted or sort of expected you to have that work-life balance but also they expected you to be accessible if they needed you so um yeah it was a bit of a it's a bit of blurred lines, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So my emails, I still had them on my phone, but I turned the notifications off. And I actually, there's a day in, oh, damn, now I can't remember what, hang on, let me just open up my thing. The 20th of October is actually called Information Overload Day. And that's a day where, like, your mobile phone and that, it talks about having notifications that, that just turning everything off. Because the average person gets 93 emails Per day. Wow. That's like, nice. and if, as you said, Sam, if you've got a notification popping up on your computer every time you get an email, you're constantly being distracted. And that is not good for productivity at all. So, and it's not good for mental health either. No. I mean, to run at such a heightened state all the time, you know, I know Matt and I are trying to do better just with technology in general mm -hmm. in terms of you know he'll come home from work we'll go pop both of our phones like in the bedroom sort of thing and then try and just actually spend that time together because we all know how many times do you just pick up your phone and you're scrolling before you even realize what's happening like we've got no idea um and it's interesting the boundaries in the travel industry there as you said too because Beck, as you were telling that story i mean i recall um the travel agent i used to work with was like an independent and I recall, I think I was in Jakarta and something was going on with the flights and nothing was in English because I'm in regional Indonesia and, um, well, capital, but, you know, um, and I had no idea what was going on. And, yeah, I was messaging him and it would have been the same. I think it was like four o'clock on a Sunday or something like that. Um, and it's, it's such a difficult thing in that sort of, and I think this is where we struggle as business owners as well because, if he didn't help me in that situation, would I have used him again? Yeah. I don't know. Um, and it's a difficult thing because, of course, you know, when it comes to that sort of travel, it's quite a frightening thing to be stuck somewhere with no communication, no language and no fucking idea. So, yeah, it, it can be hard. And I've definitely felt that pressure as well as a business owner of like that sense of urgency if I don't you know, if I don't reply, what will the yeah. consequences be? Um, and I've seen it before in a previous business where someone would email a complaint three seconds later. Well, no, let's do real time. Like 
three minutes later, they're on Facebook. Four minutes later, they're on Instagram. And within 10 minutes, they've written a negative review. And it's like, back the fuck up. Like, you've this whole experience has happened in the period of 10 minutes. Like, give companies and people and stuff like that the benefit of the doubt, the right of reply. And I think we need to get back to the point of, and, and you said it before um, somewhat, Beck, where technology and has gone from being a benefit to an expectation. And I think it's something that everyone does need to rem- be reminded of what a gift it actually is to have everything at our fingertips. But also it's, we've and, you know, we'll get to this with our self-care episode next time, but there's also been a lot I've noticed coming through with our COVID life of the last, you know, 16 months or so is de-glamorizing being busy yeah yeah and I think that's the big benefit as well like I've said um, to you girls before my work schedule is purely set on Matt's schedule so I have flexibility of when I work he doesn't so I don't want to be sitting at the kitchen table on the laptop or out in my office working at seven o'clock at night when he's just gotten home from golf or work and he's been away for te- 12 hours. I balance everything around his schedule. And it's because the priority to me is quality time and nurturing my relationship. You know, that's the number one priority for me. So, you know, right now it's a Saturday morning um, and we're sitting here recording because, you know, Dean's home. So Harrison's out of the house. Matt's actually gone to golf today. So I don't have to compromise any quality time with him. And it's being able to set those boundaries unapologetically as well, you know. And I can hear other women being like this, listening to this rather, and being like, oh, her whole world and schedule revolves around Matt. And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, actually. And that's fine because Matt's my family. And we need to get back to a place where we stop glamorizing burnout. We stop glamorizing being so busy that no one has anything else in their lives and get back to the basic of valuing quality time with the people we love, be it friends, family, pets, sex in the city marathon, whatever it is that actually, you know, fills your cup and fills your soul. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And uh, it's. I agree with the, like really deglamorizing the busyness, and and that has been a really big movement over the last, like particularly year with everything that's gone on. Um, although people are saying they're slowing down, they really aren't. The expectations are kind of starting to creep back up again. But I do also think it's really important as business owners. So anyone who is a business owner listening to this, it's just as important for you to voice those boundaries that you have with your clients as you're onboarding them, unless it's an emergency. Obviously, sometimes things do come up where you do have to work outside of your boundaries to fix an issue. But it's about really giving them like the the right series of, of steps that they need to take and how to resolve things on their own and all the rest of it before they're breaking your boundaries. And it's important that you do that from the beginning because if people can't meet your boundaries, they're actually not the right client for you. And coming from the scarcity mindset of, oh, well, what if? What if I don't reply straight away? What if I don't help them straight away? It's actually not helping your business. 
and none of us started businesses to work around someone else's schedule unless we've chosen for it. Like Sam, you've chosen for your schedule to revolve around Matt. And I know Beck, you have your own set of rules in your business. So I know that you only work between certain hours. Like talk us through your rules for your business and how you're making it work for you. Because obviously then I'll talk about mine because it's very different to both of you. Yeah. So my boundaries for clients are um, I'm available between 10 and 4, Monday to Thursday, and 10 and 2 on a Friday because Friday afternoon is when I just want to not be, have to not be expected to reply and such. So I do find that I work better in the afternoon that's why I, or later in the day, that's why I start my day with my clients at 10. I also have zero boundaries for myself half the time um, because I, well, I shouldn't say zero boundaries. I sort of just work with my flow, like with my energy flow. I am not a morning person, not in the slightest. Um, so I'm not going to get up at six o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning and start a morning routine to get into work an hour or so later. That's not me at all. So I will wake up, see how I feel, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm really not feeling it today. I'm going to stay in bed for a little bit longer or I'm just going to take my time this morning, whatever. I don't have any clients booked in with appointment-wise. I have work that I need to do, but I'll just do that whenever I feel like it. Uh, My clients know that if they give me a due date for when something needs to be done, it'll be done by then. So if it needs to be done, close a business Friday. If I'm doing it at midnight Thursday night, they don't care. That's my um, flexibility with owning my business and doing the work that they need done. The only thing that I have set every week is one of my clients who um, is a psychologist. I just do all her um, processing of payments for all her clients on a Friday morning. The clients don't care what time it gets done. I've done it at seven o'clock in the morning because I've been up early and felt really good. So I'm like, oh, I'll get in early and do it now. I've done it at 11 o'clock in the morning as well. As long as their proce- their stuff gets processed on Friday, they really don't care. So they, they had the boundary or the expectation set that Fridays is payments day. Make sure you have your um, enough money in the account and all that sort of stuff so they can be processed accordingly. So I feel like it's... Boundaries for me isn't the right word, doesn't sit right with me. It's expectations. You're managing the expectations of your clients and if they've got clients, their clients as well. Um, One of my clients actually called me when I was was driving up to Palm Cove from Townsville one Thursday and she was like, oh, my God, my, I can't get into Zoom and she does all of her, um, she's a psychologist again, she does all of her appointments via Zoom. And she couldn't log in. And I was like, crap, I can't really help. But have you tried this? Have you done that? So I troubleshooted it um, through, like, obviously it was going through the car. And I'm not using my mobile phone while I'm driving. But she was like, oh, my God, thank you. Yes, it works now. I have a client, like, right now that I need to get on this call for. So that was an emergency that she had to call. She couldn't send an email because I wouldn't have seen it for five hours. So, um, and my clients know that. I've set that expectation with them that just email me. Uh, with her specifically, I don't even use my um, my business email account. We set up one within her 
um, within her business that she would just email that account. I said, yep, no worries. I'll check that throughout the day whenever. And there's literally a line in the bottom of the signature saying this email is not monitored at all on these days and only intermittently through the week. So her clients have the expectation that if they email and they don't get a response straight away, that's because they might have just missed me getting in there because I always check it every day and I'll check it a couple of times throughout the day. But yeah, so mine's all about managing expectations and that's a big thing with, um, with the travel industry as well. You've got to manage those expectations. I'm, I'm not going to be able to answer the phone at midnight because I'm asleep. That's, that's yeah. common sense for me, but call the assist team because that's what they are there for. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I have, I actually have a very different approach to both of you because um, obviously I work around an unpredictable eight month old and most of the time at the moment, this um, will soon be changing. I solo parent because my husband Dean does fly in, fly out. So that means that my boundaries are often, or my rules are a lot more blurry than other people's um, because I, I can't time block in the way that I would like to in a perfect world. So I have to make that work for me. And something really interesting that I think actually I had a conversation with Samantha about a few weeks ago, when I was working with a coach a couple of years ago, something really, really interesting that she said to me was, Jamie, you're building a business around or outside of, sorry, the standard nine to five. And one of the biggest problems that we see arise with people in your position is that you're building a business outside of the standard nine to five but you are still following the standard nine to five rules and it just doesn't work that way. So what she was referring to was times when people kind of go radio silent in their businesses and it usually happens over holiday periods. Now, obviously we're all used to working in the standard nine to five where in most industries, not mine um, and not Beck's um, in most industries, you get time off over Christmas and time off over Easter and things like that. And people tend to go radio silent in their businesses over those periods. Now, if that's your choice, that's your choice. But something that is really important to think about is that if you are building a business outside of the standard nine to five to have your own freedom, to create your own rules. Is it really clever for your business to go radio silent at the same time as everyone else? I actually don't think it is. I think that that is the time that you really should be standing up and being loud and sharing your message because that's your opportunity to really stand out from the crowd. So my boundaries are a lot more blurry, like I said. I I still will work at night times. I still will work weekends. I still will work public holidays and over Christmas periods and all of that because that is my choice to stand out from the crowd and to be like that person that you know is going to be there and will show up. In saying that, Obviously, I still have to have certain boundaries. Like I'm not going to be online replying to you at midnight. Like the girls know pretty much if you message me after 9 p.m., like you won't get a response. I'm asleep (laughs) or trying to sleep or I'm just not responding to messages. And normally 
I, I'm up early, so I will be back online and doing stuff early in the morning, but I'll usually go radio silent throughout the day because that's my time to concentrate on my son who gets into everything and can't be left unsupervised. So it really is about making it work for you. Like we each have three very different businesses, three very, very different sets of rules that work for us. And I guess like the main point of this episode is just to inspire you to number one, set those hard boundaries, set those expectations, but create it in a way that works for you. If you are a morning person, get up early, do your morning routine and get into work. If you're someone who works better late at night, cool, sleep in till 10 a.m. and work till 10 p.m. at night. The beauty of having your own business is making your own rules and doing it the way that feels good for you and works for you. So I don't know, does anyone have anything else to add? I feel like we've we've just like really covered everything that needs to be covered. No one has any more advice for someone who might be stuck in that position where they're not really sure like what rules work for them, what boundaries. I just play only, Oh, sorry, Sam. Um, no, you go back. The first thing that I love i recently did a um, course all about productivity and efficiency and automation um, within your business and one of the things that i found really helpful out of that was definitely around the emails um and also about time blocking so if there's something that you know you need to do within your business and you're struggling to find time or whatever put it in your calendar use your calendar or your diary or whatever it is that works for you and put it in at a time when you know you've got your highest energy. I feel like everyone tries to get this work-life balance and there's no such thing because balance means that it's 50-50 and it's completely even. I heard at the course work-life harmony, which I loved. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's more of a harmony. It flows together. It works together. It could be 80% work and 20% downtime, but if that's your harmony then that's fine. Everyone's is going to be different. So, um, and that's also something business owners need to realise that their employees may be 60-40 with 60 being life, not work. So um, we need to have those expectations decided on and discussed, definitely, and say, okay, if you're working in my business, this is my expectations for this and vice versa. So... Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, And basically the same, um, figure out just what feels good for you. Like if you're trying to set boundaries and playing around with time blocking and stuff like that, you know, it sounds so simple, but just go with what feels good. Go with what feels right. Um, If you've read something and you're like curious to try, try it. If it feels a bit icky, doesn't feel right, then, then move on. You know, we're surrounded by self-help books, et cetera, but all of those are just based on that person's experience. I would find it highly unlikely for someone to perfectly replicate somebody else's schedule and boundaries and it feel right for them. It's just not really how it works. So I would just really kind of go with your gut, go with what feels good. Um, and and that's, that's kind of the point. I mean, keep in mind, we've all got shit to do that we don't want to do. So of course, not everything feels great and flowy and whatnot all the time. We've all got those tasks, even within our own business. That's a bit of like a ugh. Um, And if that's the case too, I'd recommend doing those things first 
get the shitty shit done. Yeah, eat the frog for breakfast. Exactly (laughs) right. Eat the frog. If you don't know it, go Google it. We're not going to explain it. Um, But yeah, eat the frog and get on with the fun stuff and just do what feels right for you. Thanks for listening, lady. If you loved this episode as much as I loved recording it, please leave me a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, come and join me on Instagram at Jamie Lee White or in my VIP Facebook community, Everyday Queens, Women in Business Creating Their Dream Life, where I share all of my business and mindset advice. Until then, have a beautiful week.